this Balls. Show, this show is brought to you by Manscaped. Go to manscaped.com. Promo code Dangle for free shipping and 20% off. It's holiday season. You better order something. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The Steve Dangle Podcast. Powered by Sports Interaction. Want to bet? The Steve Dangle Podcast. With your hosts, Steve Dangle, Adam Wilde, and Jesse Blake. Have you in your life, in your career as a Leaf fan, and believe you me, it's a career. It's a job to be a Leaf fan sometimes. Sometimes. Have you ever, ever, ever seen a second period like that? Dude, you won't hear me say this very often because my standard is incredibly high. Mm -hmm. The Leafs kicked their ass. The Leafs really did kick the LA Kings ass. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I think at one point in the second period, it was 25 to 7 in Leafs' favor in terms of shots. Yeah, like uh, about a week ago, I said they dominated the Penguins. I didn't say they kicked their ass. They kicked the Kings' ass. They were lucky to come out of that with a 5 sn- nothing loss. They snow jobbed them. They, yep. they, they head beg, right in the beg, snow. Beg your pardon? Yeah, that's beg. what they used to You put your oh. head in the snow and then you kick snow on the person. Oh, like the snow equivalent of a swirly. Yeah, that's right. Where exactly. You put your head in the toilet. Yes. Where's the money, Lebowski? <laughs> exactly. That's how he delivered the line. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Just like that. Where's that the money, Lebowski? Yeah. <laughs> Where's the fucking money? You know, the thing at? about that movie is no one ever overreacts. Um, no. So I'm going to watch it tonight. I think, uh, I honestly think, like, it's, it's something we talked about earlier this year. And we kept saying it. It's like, when do we ever see this Leafs group dominate? And over the last few years, you saw them win, but like dominate teams that they should dominate. And this LA is a playoff team. Which is wild, by the way, because they have among the worst, if not the worst team save percentage in the NHL. I liked you uh, you looking up Jonathan Quick. You're like, Jonathan Quick, who's having a resurgence. Whoa, no, he's not on LFR. <laughs> he was an 888 heading into that game. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, they're they're in they're in trouble. But it's it's wild though because I'm watching the first period and I'm like this is the opposite of what's advertised mm-hmm. for the LA Kings. They're supposed to play you really really well, but their goaltending lets them down. But they find a way to overcome. In this one, <laughs> everybody let everybody down. Everybody let everybody down. Um like uh, it was a tight game until Jonathan Quick showed up and, and then it's over. I f- keep forgetting Tom McClellan is their coach. Me too. Like he was so in the spotlight, at least in Canada, when he was the Oilers coach. Mm-hmm. And now that he's in LA, you're like, you're invisible, man. And it's not, that's not a bad thing. Like, I'm sure he enjoys that. You get to live in Los Angeles, coach a good team and not have to 
have you know the press writing crazy crazy stuff about you sometimes i get why nhl players don't want to play in canada yeah they yeah. go to the quiet hamlet of los angeles i know i know but you don't matter yeah, you're no, telling me a Los Angeles king matters in LA. It's like no. um, when we when we recorded Agent Provocateur this week. This week is uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo's agent, Alex Saratsis. Say it again. Say it again. Giannis Antetokounmpo. Say it again. Giannis Antetokounmpo. Yeah. Did I get it? Okay. The second time you kind of stumbled. But oh, did I'm, I? I'm impressed. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah no, um, that's good. That's two uh, and three. That's a serious yeah, win. Yeah. It's I think. That, yeah. There you go. That's good. We got um, four and seven. But he said he's like, man. He was talking about endorsements, and it's a great episode because, like, you can. He's got Bam Adebayo. He's got Giannis Antetokounmpo. He's got the most complicated names in the NBA. Anybody who can, <laughs> you cannot <laughs> pronounce, that's, the, that's who's fighting for his life. That's who Alex Saratsis has. And you know, but he was talking about endorsements. And, 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 you know, he's like, obviously the thing that you can make the most of as a player is, um, being a player. He's like, so yep. focus on that. And then he's like, if that goes well, then we'll get you some endorsements. Yeah. And he's like, but in L or in Miami, remember he was talking about Miami. Um, and he's like, you want to, uh, you want to get a, an endorsement in Miami. You got to outperform JLo. Yep. Like, you know what I mean? Oh. Like, like mm -hmm. it's like, that's your competition. Like in Edmonton, the Oilers are king yep. in Toronto. It's Leafs Raptors. It's Leaf still, but like when the Raptors are, are it's winning, tight. it's, it's kind of tight now, it's right? It's kind of tight. You're underrating the Toronto Blue Jays. Oh, that's like, true. Vladdy yeah. can endorse anything. Yeah, here. that's true. And Vladdy doesn't even like he he's like I'm not even going to bother doing uh, interviews in English, even no. though you know, <laughs> even though you know he speaks English. You're like ah, I don't care. I want to do But but like we have some celebrities here that could do endorsements but really like drake is not drake and bieber are the kind of the big ones and they're not really doing endorsements here no. but in miami you're right he was right he, I, I never thought tim of it that hortons. what's that uh, uh Biebs bieber Biebs with yeah. tim hortons yeah sorry. you're right yeah you're yeah. right tim Biebs. um i just thought it was kind of like wow that kind of puts things into perspective so in todd mcclellan's case it's like yeah you're you know the la kings stanley cup winners uh big team gretzky played there mm -hmm. celebrities at the game all the time but you're the head coach of the LA Kings and the Rams and the Lakers and the Clippers and the other football team. What's the other football team? Uh, the Chargers? Chargers, that's right. Because there's also the LA Chargers. Yeah. And it's like, it's just not even... Tom McClellan... I almost said Raiders for some reason. They're, yeah, yeah, they used to be there. They were Oakland, too. right? Yeah. No, they used to be in LA, remember? Well, they were the, the LA Raiders. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, yeah. and I'm, I'm sad because San Diego deserves the Chargers. I feel bad. Tom McClellan, to me, strikes me as a goth kid who grew up to be a hockey coach and had to get a hockey coach haircut and everything. <laughs> Has he ever smiled? I just, yeah, go to you? only in ironic ways. Like he's, he's very unintentionally funny, and I miss him very much. Yeah. It was <laughs> nice to see him again. Just to wrap that point, like the one thing we hear about NHL players is on their no trade list, a lot of the time, it's seven Canadian destinations. And if you don't have the personality where you want to be in the media all the time, you can really go to an American market and disappear if that's the personality that you have where you don't want to be the biggest star in the city and do all the interviews. Like, I wish I like the guys who thrive in the spotlight, a guy like Matthews, you know, who, mm -hmm. who loves, who relishes in being a star. You know, like, I like those guys. But if you're not that person, I get why you got Canada on your no trade list. Because um, it's so much bigger here. Yes. Whenever, though, we see a 10-team no-trade list, I'm mm. always like, who are the other three? And we assume Buffalo is on there. Sorry, Buffalo. You know, Southern Canada. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's Southern Canadian. California, because taxes. So it well, could be the California teams. It could be Buffalo, but we actually got a little bit of insight on a clip that didn't go nearly as viral as I thought it would. Mm -hmm. um, Scott Darling is an analyst for the Blackhawks. I forget on what network. 
And he's like, oh, I had St. Louis on my list. I hate that city. <laughs> Which I couldn't, I couldn't believe it. He's just like, ah, oh, that place sucks. People from St. Louis don't even have the best reviews about St. Louis. What? Well, listen, I try to like every place I go, but it's never good when the hook sucks. And like, oh yeah, when you go to this place, you got to try this. When you go to this place, you got to try this. And St. Louis is like, you got to try our fried ravioli. Is and it good? It's fried ravioli. Okay. You can. Well, they also do beer. Like Budweiser's from St. Louis, isn't it? Yeah. And yeah. I, don't, I don't know if oh. you've been to an LCBO recently lately. Uh, was that? Uh, they have that here. Yep. I think you can get that <laughs> anywhere, Adam. I thought you were going to go in a different direction with the attraction for St. Louis. Oh, the St. Louis Arch. You went, yeah. you the went to the Arch, arch Nemesis. Yeah. And you fucking hated it. Terrifying. <laughs> it's, Terrifying. It's, isn't it really old? It's rickety. It's really a death trap. It's a hole. what it is. I, the people are fine. Everything else, everything was fine. I had lovely food. It was fine. Mm -hmm. But fuck that fucking arch. Terrifying. Isn't it, isn't it in a dangerous area of the city as well? Uh, I did or not pick up on that. I just kept looking up at the giant semicircle of paper mache that I was about to go up <laughs> in some awful carnival pod. You hated the arch. I hated the arch. And, and there's like this metal flap you got to climb into to get it. And I'm like, what is this death trap? Oh, fuck the but, arch. You know, I always see. Oh, it's terrible. I follow this account on, on Instagram just for fun. And it's called Cheap Old Houses. And it's mostly. That's the arch. It's mostly Detroit, upstate New York, and St. Louis. Yeah. And Oof. like there's these old um, like turn of the century mansions that are like, here's a mansion for 200 grand. And it's four or 5,000 square feet. It has a coach house mm -hmm. and it's in perfect shape and nobody wants it. And I'm like, these houses are amazing. Like they're of course like Thomas Edison would have lived in a house like this. And you're, and you're, what? that's, that's why, a selling feature. Why for did Wild. you pick Thomas Edison? Well, because he, he was a turn of the century rich guy. And so oh, I thought, you know, he would live in, an, live just, in a house like that's the only so one. out of nowhere. Turn of the previous. What century. about Leviticus Cornwall? Yeah, he might. He might. Yep. If you keep robbing him, though, he's going to hold you, yeah. stick you up. And is it strawberry or Valentine? Valentine. Valentine. Yeah. What are your feelings on people calling this time period the 20s? Ew. This is the 20s? No, it's not. We're living in the 20s. Who it's does the 2000s. That? I hear it all the time on TikTok. Get off my it's lawn. It's Gen Z starting to ignore my lawn. <laughs> Can't be the 20s, can it? Yeah, it's, it's, it's it the is. 20s. Shit, I guess we got to let them have it. Okay, here. We're the 1820s, the 20s. I'm sure for them. Yeah, at the time. I'm uh, sure for them. Then screw it. It's the 20s. Roaring 20s Damn, are back. back into the roaring 20s. You can't call it the 20s in it. It's been a shit start to the 20s. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Kind of like, yeah, the, last, think? like yeah. the last 20s. Yeah, the last 20s. Yeah, the end of World War One, and then there's yeah. that big plague. Yeah, it's true. Good point. Oh, it's kind of similar. Good point. You know? yeah. War and a plague. Yeah. So John, Fighting in Eastern Jonathan Europe, quick. it's the same. John Holy shit. Jonathan Quick's not very good. Uh, yeah, <laughs> no. And so it was funny because I was asking Andrew Berkshire about that tweet. It was like 10 years ago. And he tweeted like, he's like, everybody raves about Jonathan Quick who has one good game a month. And or Dude, it, like he, no, he has no. one or no, he has two good months a year. Two but they're May and June. Yeah. <laughs> the dude's got two cops, people. Yeah. Put some respect. A long time ago, though. Dude. Yeah. Well, it was in true. the 20s. Like, it was, no, it, was no, in the it teens. wasn't. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. What am I talking, what am I talking about? Since their Stanley Cup win, <laughs> and listen, far be it from us on Leafs fans to dunk on anybody in their playoff success, but since their Stanley Cup win in 13-14, they did not qualify for the playoffs. They lost in the first round. They did not qualify. They lost 0-4. They did not qualify for the next three years, and then they lost 4-3 to the Oilers in the e- Todd McClellan Bowl in the, last yeah. year. So, yeah. I, yeah, it's not been an easy ride for them. They are on their way up. I but think they're on their way up. Their goaltending sucks. Well, and, oh. and it was supposed to be a smooth transition from Quick to Peterson. Yeah. I still think Peterson will find a way to not be the worst goalie in the NHL. Like, there's a reason he earned that contract, mm-hmm. right? Um, 10 years ago. No, no, not no, Peterson. Oh, Peterson. Oh, no, 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 no. no, Peterson is. <laughs> no, P- Peterson was supposed quick. to be the guy that filled in for the guy that signed that 10 years right, ago right, right, right. and has been yeah. bad. So you, you think Peterson's going to get it back? I do, mm-hmm. and quick. I mean, he lost it a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Um, what that? Where's that King's tweet? Oh, 10 more years of our goalie being better than yours. No, not quite. <laughs> but you got two cups, so we all knew at the time too. It's kind of like nobody wants a goalie for 10 years, do they? Yeah, unless you're Broder or Lundquist. Can I tell you the most fun part of my night? Sure. You know, was it watching my team win? Couldn't be. Well, that was pretty good. Was it watching Mitch Marner extend his streak? Definitely not. Was it listening to all the jovial post-game quotes from uh, Ilya Simsonov? Having some smile. Oh, he was funny. He was funny. Yeah, no. I don't think it was. What was it? Texting Alan Walsh. (laughs) Oh, about Jersey. (laughs) Oh, that would have been fun. What do you... Oh, was, I bet he was pro Leafs on that one. He sure was. (laughs) (laughs) Engvall's got a knot. Yeah, that was bad. That's not good. That was bad. It is your job on the next agent provocateur. I need I need five minutes from Alan. <laughs> I yeah. need to know. I need to know what it's like How when your client he? is getting booed by the entire. How about his home? His, at his in his home rink yeah. his where home he saw his rink. first game. Yeah. Now he was very complimentary of the Jerseys, uh, his family and his mom and dad, who seemed to be relishing the role. Of hey, our son's getting booed. His mom was a very good sport. That's pretty cool that he's getting booed. Now there was there was really interesting insight from uh, Robert Malloy, our uh, social media manager, who happened to be at the game. And yeah, man, did he pick the right game to buy tickets to? No, like, ridiculous. Yeah, um, and uh, because everyone's booing the guy who got slashed in the head, and I'm like, that's a bit odd. That's maybe not the nicest thing, because if you watch on the replay, he very clearly gets slashed in the head by Pierre Engvall, who can't do that. Mm-hmm. And we'll get into that. Are we sure? Well, he said in person, it looked like a dive, which mm. I can understand because you don't always have the benefit of replays. I always think back to a Tyler Dello story. Um, Tyler Dello was a very prominent hockey Twitter figure before basically not doing that anymore and deciding, uh, I'm going to go work for NHL teams because I'm smart. Whatever, man. Um, he was doing a puck talks and he talked about getting hired by the Oilers and watching the team from the press box and just like eyes wide, you know, sort of overwhelmed by it. And Dallas Eakins, who was the head coach at the time, just comes up to him. He's like, it's a little hard without the replay button, isn't it, bud? Right? Oh. Yeah. So, uh, we, you know, the, the fans in the building, I don't know why I said we, I didn't go, uh, the fans in the building, uh, didn't see the replay. So all they had to go off of was Michael Bunting losing his mind on the bench 
So you know what? That's our guy. Screw you. You dove. And that's what they rode for the rest of the game. However, we now know Pierre Engvall uh, has a hearing with the department over of the phone, safety. which is a good sign because if it was in person, that means they can bump it up to five, yes. five, or more. five or more. So it's over the phone. So it might only be like two. And he deserves it. You got it. Listen, yeah. you got to control One, your maybe. stick. I don't think Pierre Two Engvall max. is a, If you've max. ever, LA Kings fans, you can be forgiven if you don't know this about Pierre Engvall. Uh, but my father-in-law calls him eggs because he won't go into the corners. Eggs. He's got this gigantic frame and he will not use it. Doesn't punish anyone for anything at any time, except for when he scores on you. And so Kings. The, the idea that he would go after anybody intentionally is, I mean, even Sheldon Keefe said it post-game. He's like, if you've watched Engvall play, you know. So if you're a Kings fan, you might not understand the full context of that quote, but the quote is basically he's the single most frustrating player in the Leafs organization, possibly. Yeah. Um, because he is the biggest, the tallest, he might be the, tallest, the he's the tallest. He might be the heaviest. He's the fastest. He has the most abs. He has yeah. 24 abs. Yeah. He has a case of abs mm-hmm. and uses none of those things he needs to protect them when he's playing hockey he needs to make sure that he has his ab use for off ice purposes and a little thing that i've noticed and maybe only me anytime there is a leafs social media camera around to videotape something fun in the locker room and then upload it later does he have a shirt Hell no. No, I I noticed it on oh. the uh the Mitch Marner picture. Oh, yeah. That's a good point. He <laughs> there doesn't was, have a shirt on often. There was there's a scene in the in the Amazon documentary where he's sitting with like oddly good posture and clapping in a weird way and looking at the camera. I'm like that guy knows the camera is there and he is flexing every muscle in his body right now. Yeah. And he's an Adonis. Like he's he's absolutely Completely friggin' ripped. Yep. And uh, Kings fans, uh, forgive us for being surprised Pierre Engvall showed aggression. <laughs> like, oh man. He gets into scrums, and I'm like, this is, this is it. This is the time. This is when he finally does it. Yeah. And it never happens. And he was careless with a stick. I don't yeah. think he meant to... No one in their right mind slashes a player in the back of the head uh, with their stick. Um, it was an accident, but you gotta be responsible for your stick. I think it's two games max. Mm-hmm. If you go by the Matthews standard with Darlene, I certainly don't think it was worse than that. Um, and then what was the other one? There was another one recently that was very similar. Uh, Joel Edmondson. Right. With Zach Hyman. I don't think he got anything. No, but it's a leaf. What a choke. Okay. You do, you do get it if you're leaf. You do. George Peros took over. From Brendan Shanahan, and I feel like that doesn't get talked about enough. What do you mean? I wonder how much of George Peros's job involves talking absolute shit about the president of the Toronto Maple Leafs. What? Mm. He, he took over the job, and you know people were like, oh, we need you to do... Because Brendan Shanahan brought suspensions to a place where they should be going, and Peros... Is, has been the hard reset that will not go away. And how much crap do you think is talked in the NHL player safety uh, boardroom about Brandon Shanahan? That's a good question. <laughs> yeah, so, like, I'm sorry. Jason Spezza getting six games. Fine. If that's the standard, fine. It's super incredibly not the standard. So Spezza getting six, it's not. 
Jesse, over a thousand games in the NHL, no suspension. Did I say anything? You shook your head. I saw it. I could not see it. I could see your jacket from maybe, space. Maybe the better saw, way to put it. I saw it. it. Beebs. Maybe the I better way it. to put it. The better way to put it is it should be. I feel like they yeah. got that one right. I thought at the yeah. time it I was, was like, right. Yeah, he yeah. probably deserves that. I don't, he, I don't, he fucking super the kicked the guy in the face. Retroactively nope. changing your opinion on this. That's what I said at the time. They only get it right against the Leafs. I don't know. I, it deserves six games. They only get it. They got it right with Kadri, didn't they? Mm-hmm. They yeah, they really got it. Which right one? With Kadri. Exactly. The the one where they suspended him for the rest of the series, which yeah. is not an amount of games. No, it was that was the right call. Is he it, needed to be kicked out of the series. No, is is it a four game suspension? Well, I think also I think Jake DeBrusque probably, given what he did to Kadri right before that, they could oh, have taken a look at that. I'm too. sure the officials in that game were reprimanded too. Yeah, yeah. So I think yeah, I think there's a. Um, I think. You know, He's so jacked. Do we want to enjoy Angval's abs for a second? Yeah, yeah yes. let's have a look okay. at it. So this yes. is the Mitch Marner video. For anybody listening, Mitch Marner comes in. Uh, there's the him gritty. doing the gritty. So he's coming in after he breaks the point streak record, and everybody's wearing clothes yeah. except for one clothes. individual who comes clothes. right in front of the camera. Yeah. With no yeah. Oh, look at that! It's old V back. Yo. And then he turns right to the uh, camera. Yeah, I've been doing my chin ups. Yeah. He's my flexing everything. Yeah, look at that. Uh, everything. Oh, you just happen to not have a shirt on, even though everybody else has a shirt on. Come on, Pierre. <laughs> oh man. If he gets suspended, that means he's gotta have to sit in the press box. It's gonna kill him to wear clothes. So there you, you go. know it's gonna kill him to wear clothes. <laughs> Come on, Pierre. Get out of the camera's way, bud. I'm on to you. I'm on to you, biscuit. Come on now. Come on now. <laughs> Is that picture of my face up on the screen? Yeah. yeah. I'm having trouble with my internet. I think I get too many uh, devices attached to the internet. And so the SDPN screen that's supposed to run there keeps going off. That person I'm going to fix it when we talk to Dave. Though. Yeah. Okay. We'll that's going. good. I'm glad. If you're ever feeling down on, uh, about yourself, just that person's married. And uh, someone decided they love that person. I don't know why. Um, I have a question. It's quite the face. I have a question. Uh, when you saw Mitch Marner score to extend the point streak and just mean mug, as you put it in the LFR. Dude. That's a different kind of confidence. What did you say earlier this year that the Leafs lacked the most? Confidence. Well, but, but there was a word. Uh, remind me. The kids use it. It's called swagger. Oh, and yeah. it's, there's that there's that little bit of like, I'm fucking great. Yeah. Yeah. And like, isn't this fucking great? Because I'm also, fucking great. Stop showing your age. The, oh, the kids kid. would say that. He's, no cap. No. For real. That's for real. not. <laughs> bussin. He's bussin. Bussin. A little better. Mitch Marner's bussin. No, I'm, you still, you're not, you haven't said the word yet. What is it? Oh, dude, oh no! I'm gonna I say it. it. I know it too. Mitch Marner, he slays. Oh no! I think that's even out of date. <laughs> that might be out of date. Oh, boo, yeah, it no. is. Sorry. People still say slay. They still do olds. The okay, olds the olds slay. Do. True, the olds do. Yeah, yeah. What, what does your age start with? A three? Couldn't be me. <laughs> <laughs> I think. Are we living in the best era of Leafs hockey? Regular season hockey. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Because yeah, because otherwise we're we're living in the worst. Even yes. the ba- even the bad seventies Leafs made it to the second round. Right. Even the mid the early two thousands Leafs. Well, they were rounds. good though. They were yeah. good. They but were eighty million dollar team. They weren't this regular season good. No, they were not. This might be the best regular season era of the Leafs we've seen in a century. You, uh, you know, 
I don't know. That's a good question. It might be. I might look it up (laughs) later tonight. I decided to not make last night's LFR half an hour by answering this question that I got from several people. Do you still want to trade Marner? (laughs) I don't believe what I said was, I want to trade Marner, and it is a good idea to trade Marner. I think what I said was based on the conclusion that I came to after the Ducks game. Obviously too early, but... Neither of you guys seemed to blame me at the time. Mm-hmm. I thought it was over mm-hmm. for too. the core. You look at how they're playing now. They played that way last year. Yeah. They played great in the playoffs, even in, even in a loss. The beginning of the season, to me, was very obviously a step backward. And it was a long enough step backward that I was like, you know what? I think we're done here. Uh... Dubas is on the last year uh, as general manager, which was highly relevant, Mm -hmm. highly relevant to the conversation. It's highly relevant to the conversation now in a completely different way. It wasn't, he needs to do something to save his job. It's they're out of their minds for letting this guy be unsigned right now. They need to lock him up. Keith was on his last year. We've had four kicks at the can at this. Is he on his last year? Yeah, yeah, they both expire, I believe, oh, at the same time. Oh, dear. Okay. Yeah. Well, I think... It looked like it was over. It looked like it was over. Now, firing Sheldon Keefe would have absolutely been the wrong move. Uh, we know that. But we looked at the core, and I looked at the core, and I said, well, okay, who you trade? It's obviously not Matthews. You're not going to get good value for Tavares. Willie's uh, deal looks great. Willie's deal looks great. So the obvious answer was... The guy who's currently on a 21 game point streak. I, I, he might have started that streak the game after I said <laughs> And it was a quiet start. Like the first 10 games, everybody ignored it because everybody's focused on uh, the Leafs' injuries and goal and the fact that they weren't playing great or whatever. And all of a sudden, it's like, oh, yeah, Mitch Marner's like 12 games into a point streak. That's crazy. But what, what was weird, though, about Marner at the beginning of the season is I think most people agreed he wasn't playing the greatest. Mm-hmm. A lot of the team wasn't playing the greatest. It was like Willie Tavares, and that's it. Mm-hmm. And still, you look at the score sheet every night, you're like, he had two points. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. But like at, at this big moment, he wasn't that great. Uh, it, but now... On top of the points, he's interplanetary. Like, he, this is the best hockey he's ever played. Easily. Uh, he is making great defensive stops, too, like with his on the shorthanded and stuff like that. He's been amazing. He almost set up Tavares for a one timer from his ass. Like, really close. He had the TSN broadcast team. And then, if you listen to the radio call, Joe Bowen laughing. That shift he had everyone broadcasting that game laughing at how incredible he's playing right now. He's he's a cartoon. Mm-hmm. He's a cartoon superhero right now. And that that mean mug was a far cry from just a few games ago where he could barely hit an empty net and he's like laughing at himself going Phew, and like nervous on the bench. Mm-hmm. Now that he's got he he tied the record and then got sole possession of the record, mm-hmm. and now he's crushing the record. It seems like a different dude. Yes. And yes, it does. Et, who's not rolling right now? Well, can I bring up the spiciest take I saw? Go for it. Wait, Leafs, last night? Yeah, over the last couple of days because of how hot they are. 
Leafs don't need Morgan Riley. Leafs are better without Morgan Riley. Okay. But they can move on now. Whoa. Oh, okay. I can't wait for the first Avalanche win. They don't need Nathan McKinnon. Like, <laughs> sh- shut up. L- listen. Well, they, they don't need TJ Brody either. Then. No, but he's come back and they kept winning. So That's now true. they've proven they need him. That's one of the most mind-blowing stats I saw. I don't uh, Jonas Siegel, maybe? Hmm. When Brody was out of the lineup, the Leafs were 9-0-3. That's their steadiest defensive defenseman. That makes no sense. They had a third pair of like f- four different guys. None of that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. Um, I just saw some never bring Morgan back tweets. Okay. okay. <laughs> and I, thought- I tell you what, if he comes back and they start to play like shit, then we can have that conversation. Why? Not why even is- then. Why no, even then. I, I agree. <laughs> but why can't it just be... Look at how great they are. Oh, but no, because Isn't that's what, that's what wonderful. Twitter has to be, right? Yes. It, it, you can't say, like, if... if Even t- I wouldn't say that. On certain subjects, sake, like, you, you say... And we have to do this on the show now, too, where it is, like, 10 years ago, we never... I never had to do this on and, and anything, but you can't say something is good without people think thinking you're denigrating its opposite or it's, or it's, it's <sighs> something... Or it's cohort, I guess. So, like... Uh, just to give you like an example, I, I retweeted a tweet the other day and it was like, um, somebody's like, man, I'm such a nostalgic memories person. Like, I always think back to how amazing life was with my friends. Like, hit me with your favorite memory or something. It was like some random tweet. Oh, and then someone one. tweets and was like, it's a good thing you don't have PS- PTSD. <laughs> you don't know what it's like for me. <laughs> it's like, no one, you know what I mean? There's a little bit of that going on. Thank you. And yeah. Exactly. And I think that's the, that's Sorry the thing. Sorry for my fond memories. You it's, can say, you yeah. can say. Sidney Crosby is great. It do- you could say you think Sidney Crosby is the best NHL player of all time. You don't have to then go, but I also like Alexander Ovechkin. You can say you can. Whoa! Think- you called Gretzky a what? You said you said Lemieux shit. I can't believe what you didn't say about Orr. Mm-hmm. So no, I just think Sidney's the best. That's my personal favorite. Well, you're a fucking idiot. Here are five other players that are way better, and it's just. Yeah, listen, it's, it's a little bit the of the internet is where people go to take out their bad days on everyone, and <laughs> I've been guilty of it a thousand times. Mm. Listen. You did go on a bit of a tangent in your LFR. Remember, Jess? We were, t- we were watching it. Jess Today? At the end. Uh, you, went like, on a, you went on a funny random tangent about somebody coming up to you at a book signing and be like, hey, this is uh, saying a quote to you, and then you being like, I don't get it. And oh, you're like, ah, you said that, Steve, because you don't remember. Oh, yeah. It was a rant against myself. Yeah, yeah. Someone was like, oh, yeah. You think Mitch is having his Mountain Dew? And I read it for a second. I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> oh, that's a bit I did in LFR when he was like a rookie, yeah. which was now six years ago. Oh, my mm-hmm. God. I'm old. <laughs> anyway, um, I think like that, yeah. that thing where the most outlandish opinion rises to the top, that's kind of ruined us as media people because Twitter is so important to like our little world. Yeah, and that's kind of what drives the conversation on Twitter is, hey, the shit rises to the top. Yeah, because those are the people who get all the interactions, and it's been it's been awful for all of well, our brains. So Wyshynski, I guess, was I guess um he was tweeting this morning, and he said something about like Lee fans going going through and finding like bad goalie takes about the Leafs. Like, man, what are the Leafs going to do about their goaltender situation? It super sucks. And like, and <laughs> honestly, I show me one person that was like, I think. Matt Murray and Ilya Samsonov are the answer. We've had Freddie Anderson. We've had 11 game in a row winner, Jack Campbell. You can't say that either. What do you mean? You can't say that either. What do you mean I can't say that? You can't because I, I learned this when I said, hey, no one said Matt Murray was going to be good. 
And the, yes, they did, though. There's 7 billion people. Yeah, oh, somebody so said it. Ian Mendez actually <laughs> is the one guy I can remember going, hey, wait a second. Like media yeah. guy. Yeah. He yeah. was like, listen, he was good here, and here's why, and here's the stats. No, Adam, there are so many people that somebody said yeah, this. I, you can't say nobody said it. Somebody when, did. I think when you say people are saying, like, it, like unless you Ooh. qualify that it's Ooh. a minority Name opinion. Names. That it's like an opinion that's not the... Because let's be honest, the, the betting favorites were not the Leafs goaltending being a highlight of this year. No, it was... Uh, and I'm thrilled about it, but I was I was skeptical. I, of course. Okay, ranked in terms of um, how they were acquired, there's European... Or no, sorry, we'll, we'll start with Joseph Wool. Hmm. There's Leaf draft pick. That's yeah. great. Team wanted him. Team drafted him. Team signed him. Then there's European free agent Eric Shelgren. Yeah. Team wanted him. Team signed him. Then there's... The Washington Capitals didn't even give you a qualifying offer in Ilya Samsonov. And then there's a divisional rival who said, we will pay part of this guy's salary and give you a third and give you a seventh. That's how bad we want to get rid of this guy in Matt Murray. And it's look great. <laughs> Been a great pick. And, and like, it's like, to me, it's not that Matt Murray has looked great or that Samsonov has looked great. It's they've both looked great at the same time. I, I don't think the biggest optimist even thought that was going to happen. The way I saw this season playing out is Murray's going to get a stretch of games. He'll look good. He'll falter. They'll go to Simsonov. He'll have a stretch of games. He'll look good. He'll falter. They'll go back to Murray. They'll both falter. They'll trade starts. One of them will pick it up. One of them will get some more starts. That's usually how it goes with a tandem. And now it's just sort of, mm, we can throw out whoever we want and we're going to get 920 goaltending. Hooray for us. Yeah. It's uh, it's a team thing. The the goaltending has been fantastic. The defense uh, have gotten just sort of overnight really good in front of their own net, mm -hmm. clearing rebounds and everything, and uh, getting the puck at very least over the blue line, if not attacking with it. The coaching staff has done... How many games this season have they had to go, oh, we lost a player in the first period. Guess we got to figure this shit out. And they had to do it again yesterday with Nick Robertson. Um, oh, you know, Pierre Engvall is a, a key penalty killer and he's out for five minutes. Got to figure this out. And every single time they rise to the occasion, guys go through slumps. They come out of them. Uh, and like, had, I don't have many complaints. Man. Had, there if, shouldn't be any. If I had told you guys at the beginning of the season that Matt Hollowell would be playing regularly. It'd be a if, well. If you described everything that has happened to the Leafs this season, it should be a disaster. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it should be a shit show right now. We should be talking about everybody getting fired with uh, the amount of injuries, the amount of uh, underperforming at the beginning of the season. Mm -hmm. Like the goalies going, it's been awful, and everything couldn't be going better. The Kings and Leafs have some similarities too, because you talk about both teams, and then you look at them in the standings. You're like, how are you both in the top ten? Yeah. Well, how did how did that happen? Not not, not quite. The Leafs are getting great goaltending. The Kings are getting shit. Mm -hmm. uh, like Shelgren would probably be their starter. Uh, like mm. no, honestly, no lie, honest, yeah. honest to goodness. Um, but they just keep finding ways. It's unbelievable. And this this is what I've been yelling and screaming for years, though. Because they they were always capable. Well, it's not just they were always capable. Every year, something happens to them. Mm -hmm. Something. If only this didn't happen, they would get this place. They they 
would have faced a different opponent in the first round, they would have beaten them. If only this didn't happen, then they would have won this series. If only, and I said, dude, dude, no one cares. Those yeah. things happen. <laughs> yeah, life doesn't love you. You life is. It just is. You have to love you. You have to figure it out. You have to j- just win. Yeah, just win. Penguins won a cup with Ron Hainsey as their number one defenseman. Just win. Like, all of their guys were hurt. Won a cup. Just win. Yeah. Canucks used 13 defensemen en route to a Stanley Cup final uh, game seven in 2011. Yes, I know they didn't win. But 13? Have the Leafs even used 13 this season? Mm-hmm. Come on. Mm-hmm. And they did it in a, Th- Those you know, Blackhawks teams where Keith played 400 minutes in a game. They had three usable defensemen. Three literally. If you look at the shift charts, they literally ran three yeah. guys out there on defense. It was crazy. They put Kimo Tiemann out there and got and then pissed themselves every time. He played five yeah. minutes a night. No. Yeah. I, it, was it was crazy. Insane. And, and they who was won. the third pair? The Kimo Tiemann and somebody else. Because it was <laughs> I, I, like, I'm trying to remember this because this was my first playoffs at Sportsnet. It was obviously Keith Seabrook. Johnny Oduya was good and usable. Mm-hmm. Um, is it the first year they won the cup? No, no, this is 2015. Last the, year. The, we could easily look this up. I want to say it was they had two <laughs> pairs basically, and the <laughs> other guy was Michael Rosenthal. I can't use mine. And then he got hurt, and it's like, uh, okay, we got Teeman in at the deadline. Let's use him. They throw him out there and get shelled. All right, let's not use him. Let's, uh, I don't know. Just keep throwing Keith mm-hmm. out or Keith out until he pisses. And the point is that the hockey teams, these things happen throughout the regular season. And for years, we've been like, Leafs, you can't use those things as yeah. an excuse. Win the damn games. And yeah. the thing about adversity is it's amazing when you overcome it. Like, I'm not saying. Oh, I think Trevor Van Riemsdyk got into some games. A very young Trevor Tim Van Erickson, former Leaf. TV- oh, TVR wow. was on the fucking. Yeah. David, uh, David, oh, here's one. David Runblad. Who? Have not wow. heard. So it was, guys, we're forgetting about my favorite defenseman of all time, Nicholas Shalmerson. Oh, yeah. yeah. He was oh, great. Oh, that's yeah. right. Keith that's right. Seabrook, Shalmerson, Roosevelt. Not uh, in the playoffs, I think he did. Yeah. Mm. And then they had Roosevelt, Oduya, and then Runblad. And they oh, had Clendenning, oh, and they had TVR, and they had Kimo Tiemann. But Kimo Tiemann, I think, was like, a late ad and he was like 39 like it was no all those guys played two minutes a night yeah like they played three defensemen man it's insane yeah anyways no it was it was truly wild yeah no and like listen it gets the better of you sometimes and so many times at the end of a a series in the handshake line you see guys with their head down and they're not just thinking about the loss they're thinking about fuck like we got dealt a bad hand Mm -hmm. the Leafs you know, it's we we often bring this up because it's a forgotten moment in Leafs history, and we make fun of Dubas for it. But it was actually the right mindset. Um, the Leafs were down Riley mm-hmm. as a defenseman, mm-hmm. and th- th- it, this was the nineteen twenty season. Um, and the Leafs are hanging on by a thread every game. They're without Riley, and then in a game against Tampa, they're without Muzzin, and mm-hmm. for basically the entire third period, they played Travis Turbot. Yep. And they end up holding on and winning that game. And Dubas tweets a YouTube video about the uh, the parable, I guess, uh, of yeah. the Chinese farmer. And it's basically good thing happens. And they go, oh, that must be so good. And the farmer goes, maybe. And then bad thing happens. And they go, oh, that must be so bad. And he goes, maybe. You got to look it up to hear the whole thing. That was the mindset they should have, though. He was absolutely right. Um, sh- the, the dumbed down version of it is shit happens. Sometimes shit happens. 
Eric Shelgren's your starter for two weeks. Sometimes shit happens and you have Mette Hollowell as your third pair and don't lose. <laughs> like it's sometimes TJ Brody goes down and you get, uh, let me, let me think about this. 21 of a possible 24 points. Unbelievable. Uh, but, what? Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm looking doing at the, things that I just don't think they used I'm, to I'm be looking, capable of. I'm looking at the standings, and this is a team that we are driving us fucking crazy in overtime. They lose every overtime game. It's unbelievable. They've lost six, but here's the thing with the Leafs because of the loser point, partially, but um, they are third in the NHL right now, and the two teams ahead of them are also in the East, Boston and New Jersey. <laughs> the Leafs are only three points behind both of them. Now, they have a couple games ahead, like they've played a couple more games, but... I mean, for them to have lost 11 games and still be third in the NHL is pretty amazing. Well, and add six points yeah. <laughs> for all their overtime losses yeah. or take away all the, like, they're playing so well. They're yeah. in absolutely every game. And, like, it's cool that they kicked the King's ass yeah. and everything. They have not had a regular season loss in over 10 games. That's un- regular it's unreal. But Regulation what, loss. What I was going to say is you're not going to look like the better team every night. No. And something Tampa does really well is they win games where they're not the better team. Mm-hmm. And that's how they uh, they won against Dallas. They were not the better team in that game. One but they did nothing. it. Outstanding goaltending. Team Outstanding defense. Man, kill. I haven't yep. seen a goalie steal a game for the Leafs like that since Cujo Belfort. Like those years. Because Belfort used to steal some games. Cujo used to that absolutely James steal some Reimer games. James yeah. Reimer. Oh, you're right, James. Hey, you're right, James. Shut up. He stole half a series and then they lost. He did. And, hey! And, hey! and guess what? Hey! When they lost, it was his fault. Yeah, yeah. Because they tried to replace him the next year. Yep. Who scored two goals in game seven? I always forget. Cody Franzen. Cody Of course Franzen. you always forget. Man, yeah. what a performance. He would have had a statue. <laughs> that you know poor who guy. Had, someone that had two goals. Guy. Someone had two goals in the 2018 game seven against Boston. Willie. Nope. Who? Adam. Thomas Placanitz. Patrick Marlowe. No way. Really? He was oh great. Oh my God. Wow. He he was. Oh yeah. man, that's so painful. Shit. Mm-hmm. Shit. <laughs> Shit. Oh, I hate it so much. Shit. He was so good in that series and oh. so not good the next year. <laughs> but he was oh, he was good that fuck. first year that contract was a fucking boat as soon as it got here i think i think here's here's the honest truth uh the leafs were trying to get marlo and thornton that summer it would have helped to get thornton because he had like 60 points that year they didn't get it when they couldn't get both they should have got neither and what they did instead was they were like no we're still gonna get patty and he was good but they really lost out on the early years of Matthews, Marner, Nylander being on ELCs. Yeah. They should have gone out and got more useful players. But then there's the argument like, well, they helped develop those guys because he really took them under their wing. I think you could have done that. The way Thornton got here was the correct way where he took minimum. Yeah. yeah. Patrick Marlowe handed out a giant deal. A year too too long. A year too long. And then a first round pick was spent getting rid of it. It was awful. Yeah. Imagine the Canadian bubble, but they have Thornton and Marlowe. No, but they would have both been past their best. No, no. If we no. could have moved the Canadian no. bubble, if they had just... Fuck! No. Anyway, listen to us. Doing what we do. We're not talking fans. about this team. This no. team, there's literally nothing negative to say about it. Uh, Unless you're a guy on Twitter being like, trade Morgan Riley. Well, <laughs> here's... Here's... Here's a negative. No. No, no. They've been weak on the left side on uh, offense. 
They just got weaker because Nick Robertson is now going to miss significant time. I'm not a doctor, but I'm going to guess at least a month. Yeah. They said uh, that he's out for a while. Yeah. yeah. Here's the positive. Who's next? Mm-hmm. Someone's next. Also, up. they weren't playing him. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> no. He was in and out. So now he's just out. I thought he had a good, uh, he had a couple he was good, good scoring chances in the Stars game and in, in this Does game as well. Does he have a goal or a primary assist in like 10 games, I think it was. Since the Stars game? Since his, fir- since his first game, he hasn't had a goal. I think he has at least an assist. I think he has two assists on the year or something like that. Not Hasn't been like an outstanding statistical performance. No. Robertson. But I watch him and I'm like, eh, there's, there's good things there. Yeah. And I've the funny thing is I've actually increasingly liked his compete. Uh, in puck battles and in the corners and just eats a shit sandwich last night that that brought the boomer out in me yeah because he yeah there should have been somebody grabbing somebody well though clean hit yeah but then what leads to the leafs win zach aston reese lays a hit uh blake lazat the smallest guy on the kings uh sticks up for his teammate Mm -hmm. And it leads to a power play, just which leads to the first goal. Grab him and hug him. Second goal. Nah, grab him and I, hug him. I got a problem. If you're if you're fighting guys after clean hits, like suck it up. I don't know that that was like. Listen, he didn't have the puck. Wait, are you talking about Robertson or Aston Reese? Any situation. Don't yeah. fight a guy after a clean I, hit. I didn't feel you're like the Robertson was was totally clean though. I, I that was it was marginal. Robertson did not have the puck. He didn't have it. So you upend a guy that doesn't have a puck, and that even even if he had had the puck, that's boarding. I I, 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 I hate to say it like, listen, I'm not trying to be, I love a fucking bone crushing hit, man. Was there interference on, do they call it interference? They call it interference. They call it interference. Uh, What Odog said at intermission was he thought it was two guys going for uh, the same puck. What I saw in the replay. Then go for the puck, not the man then. Well, what what I saw, well, it's like a, like a battle. what, What I, what I saw in the replay was Robertson. Uh, was the second person to come to that conclusion. No. Oh. <laughs> okay. He's going for it, and then he goes, oh, I should get body position. It's too late. You're fucked. Mm-hmm. Right. And just gets rocked. Um, it's, I thought the, the play, I think, was interference, but the hit on the body was a clean hit, if that it, makes sense. It's borderline, and I thought it war- It's borderline enough that it warranted a response. In the same way so, yeah. that I think the Aston Reese hit was borderline enough that it warranted a response. It, and yeah, it the got Leafs a response have, and it screwed the Kings. If there was, listen, I'm not asking for penalties. I'm not asking for you, like, take a cheap shot at somebody. Just grab somebody and be like, yeah, that's not going to happen. Like, just just do something. Struggle a little bit. Mm. I like a little bit of a, like, a, like, just all the good teams do it. They do. I'm sorry. I, I, man, I just, yo, if you're that's laughing fair. at me right now, I've watched Boston if, Dude, if the Leafs breathe nah, the wrong fair, way, the fair. Boston Bruins would be like, come here, motherfucker, let's go. Yeah. You, you know, uh, it's crazy. I agree. Like, you know, a clean hit is a clean hit. If you want clean hits to be in the game, then no fighting after clean hits. I've watched now for years. The Bruins do it. The yeah. Lightning do it. The Blues do it when when they won the cup. Even the Penguins. Like, mm-hmm. the, the Penguins oh, are yeah. not a goon squad, but they... It, They'll at very least write you a stern letter. Whereas the Leafs, like, they're looking at the bench and they don't give a shit. Anyway, their power play, or uh, their power play is their response, said the ghost of Mike Babcock. <laughs> and they won the uh, game. And they 
And that's how it went. And then they went to the second round. And then the third. <laughs> and then the fourth. And then Michigan. <laughs> and then Delaware. And Wisconsin. And then the White House. Yeah! Uh, should we get to You Can Bet That? So Jesse can fix this TV? We shall. Let's do it. You Can Bet That with David Bastel. Brought to you by Sports Interaction. Get in the action and make a play. 19 plus. Please play responsibly. Today's a little bit different. Dave, we're featuring a bet that Steve came up with. Steve, can you explain this? Well, yeah, you guys are in it for the the odds or the wins or the losses. I am in it for <laughs> what I like most: chaos. Yeah, chaos and the lulls. Um, so basically, what I thought was like, listen, whenever there's a game against the Leafs, even though they're on like one of the most ridiculous heaters in the entire league, if you see a former Leaf on the other roster, you're like, they're scoring tonight. So what I said is, what can, can we bet on that? Mm-hmm. And Sports Interaction said, yeah. You and can I said, bet that. And I said, oh, hey, whoa. Hey, and right. I said, oh, I yeah. didn't. That's far too much power. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> And that's where I come in. <laughs> yeah. The, the first one is Saturday. It's it's just Nazem Kadri, but it's never just Nazem Kadri, is it? Exactly. It's all about Nazem Kadri. And actually, his number, Steve, thanks to you, is actually a fantastic 3.49 that he scores a goal Ooh. against his former team. Jeez. And then he takes off his glove and he shows everybody a Stanley Cup ring. Oh, no, no, no. No, 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 no. Just the goal part. Is that no, just, just the goal part? part? Okay, all right. Just the goal part. Yeah, absolutely. You like that other part. I do like you? that. Yeah. Decent odds considering uh, they haven't allowed a goal in the Connor Timmons era. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. Um, this is true. The straw so, that stirs the drink. So, also on the Flames and Leaves tomorrow, Dave, what do we got? Yeah, you know what? We have some really enticing props, and I and I tell everybody out there, uh, check them out. It's under all bets. We have three major props that are getting some serious action right now. Austin Matthew, Ma- Austin Matthews, easy to say. Yeah, Time on okay. ice. Yeah. Is it over under two and a half minutes? That's that's, that's out there. Shots on goal. Hmm. Leafs over under one and a half shots on goal for the entire game. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Also, Wait, what? Leafs, under. Leafs, take the under. Will will they take at least one penalty? Yes or no? Ooh, they're taking it's a there. Pen- <laughs> All Canadian matchup. Flames. I know. These I know. Are real, these are real bets. These are real bets. I encourage everyone to check that out and make your best possible selection. How's the re- that? The reason I didn't react is I thought you were kidding. He's not kidding. No. <laughs> Sportsinteraction.com slash SDPN. You can that, find it there. That's right. Oh, yeah, we'll see. Are you, t- are you taking Kadri to score? I don't. N- no. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh. I'm smelling a yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. No. No. See, <sighs> the Leafs, they did this thing where they made me um, optimistic. Right, so I'm not in the right mindset to be like, ah, Kadri's getting one tonight because Dursey, while getting booed out of the building, should have scored, mm-hmm. and it didn't happen. So, yeah, I, I don't know okay. what to do. You tr- confused me tremendously. Sportsinteraction.com/stpn. Check it out there, Dave. We will see you Monday. Have a tremendous weekend and check out that Saturday game. So to wrap up another story from the drama report that I put out on uh, Wednesday. I told you that the Raptors, Fred Van Vliet, this is very nice, Jesse, that you're giving him a nice shoulder rub. 
Uh, for, the Raptors fled Fred Van Vliet, unfollowed everybody on the team except for the team, and he unfollowed every account except for five. Mm. And so the media asked him about it. He was like, oh my God. The who? The media. The who? The media. There you yeah. go. <laughs> the, the only five that beta he followed. Media. The only yeah. five that he followed. Bill Gates, <laughs> Pfizer, <laughs> Moderna. No, sorry. <laughs> no, it was like the Raptors and like a community organization that he runs and stuff like that. And uh, they're like, he's like, no, I just unfollowed a bunch of people because I kept seeing suggestions come up in my Instagram that I didn't follow. And he's like, so I was trying to clean it up because like I didn't want to see all this shit come up in my timeline that I wasn't interested in. And he's like, I unfollowed my mom. Did you guys notice that? So he, he actually unfollowed he, his mom. I watched the, uh, the press conference of him responding to it and he sounds like all of us. He's like, yeah. I hate the algorithm because it keeps showing me shit I don't want to see. You so I unfollowed everything to see if it fixed the damn algorithm and everybody made a big deal about me unfollowing stuff. He's like, no. I guess I, j- I should just pay attention Man, better. Man, are time. you noticing that with Twitter too right now? Like yeah, I, it's most, horrible. It's most unusual. of the tweets I follow or most of the t- Twitter accounts I follow, like they'll like something and I'm seeing a bunch of shit from people that I just don't care about. I'm like, yeah. I can't believe that we have to, that we have to do this. I can't, yeah. I follow these people for a reason. I, I fire Twitter missiles and I read my, it's funny, mentions are now where I have to retreat to. Yeah. The timeline's mm-hmm. unusable. Yeah, 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 you actually, yeah, that's funny. Um, I, I want to bring up this drama, because I like a little drama. Did you hear about what Zidane Chara said about the Canucks during the Stanley Cup final? I sure did, and uh, So this is I... the Adam Wilde drama report, are you ready? Yep. Here's what he said. Um, uh, uh, hang on, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull the quote, here we go. After losing two games in Vancouver, we saw players from Vancouver coming on the ice in the garden, and they were actually practicing how they would be lifting the cup and handing it off to each other. And we found out about these things and we were like, fuck this. We're not going to allow this to happen. And it just fu- fueled us. Uh, uh, but wait, there's more. We heard about a few things. There were some rumors that they called the league and they were asking, I believe it was after, I don't know what game it was. Uh, they were calling the league and asking how many people and family members could they have on the ice after they won the championship. We found out about these things, and for us, it was huge, huge motivation. And also, I remember there was a story about Mike Gillis being out for dinner and celebrating the Stanley Cup win with people, and this was reported on later, like buying champagne and celebrating the Stanley Cup win before it happened, which it never did. So, Jesse, can you read that tweet? Uh, Jeff Merrick followed up on the report from Chara that the team was practicing their Stanley Cup celebrations. And he said, texting with Bieksa, who says this never happened, 100% didn't happen. So that's from Jeff Merrick texting Kevin Bieksa. When I first heard the, this, this report, um, the first thing I thought of was this sounds like a Michael Jordan made up motivation. Story. Yeah, like uh, Tom Brady, the world's against us. No, Tom, everybody believed in you. No, it's, uh, no one's forcing you to yeah, eat strawberries Tom, y- and tomatoes. Yeah, Tom. you've 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 won eight championships, Tom. We all believed you could do it. One of the worst ones, uh, culprits of that that I hate is Drake, who will oh. like rap that everybody's against him. But like Drake's one of the most beloved artists yeah. on planet Earth ever. And I'm like Drake, 
It's yeah. it's not 2010 anymore. You're not an underdog. Yeah, like that doesn't yeah. apply here. Or, to Mar- you. or Marcus Stroman. It's like, man, I'm a baseball player and I'm short. I can't yeah. believe that people don't believe in me. We're like, Marcus, you had a good year. Yeah. No, also, no one cares that you're short. You play baseball. Also, a lot of people love Marcus Stroman. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> he's oh, just oh, the 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 worst. The absolute worst. Uh, he's one of the worst gaslighters in professional sports. Stroman. And- Oh my god! <laughs> no, no, go off, Steve. Anyway, no, no, no. no please here. Keep. No, I want to hear Marcus Stroman take. No, no, no. I we need Jeff Blair for that. <laughs> yeah, Jeff Blair came on the fan when Steve and I did it. We we're talking about Stroman. He's like, "Well, if Marcus Stroman wasn't such a narcissist." Oh yeah, my god. we were like, "Whoa!" And oh. then someone from the station uh, went and like went went to go look at his Twitter feed, uh, only to discover uh, they were blocked. Yeah. So okay. yeah, I we're pretty sure he blocked the fan the day that Steve and I were on. And it might have been before, we don't know. Yeah, but it was probably then. And it was Maria. It's Maria Sano Ben. So oh, yeah, your conversation with Jeff Blair about how Marcus Stroman might be a narcissist got the fan five ninety blocked by Stroman. Potentially. Likely. Very likely. I, I, Maybe. I think I think he was I think he might have blocked We weren't even setting him up for it. We were just trying to fit in, right? Yeah, Jeff, no, we were Jeff's filling like, in for Jeff Blair, yeah, who he, called into his own show. From vacation. <laughs> and he was like, no. <laughs> it was we we were just like oh, we just trying to fit in here Kawhi just got traded to toronto we're trying not oh, to fuck this up it's not hockey season shot our pants for two days oh yeah. yeah oh no it was like a week we did a whole week yeah oh there uh, you go so anyway all right anyway back yeah. to the, the canucks <laughs> yeah when i thought when i heard this story i thought okay this seems like a made-up michael jordan motivation take you know no the whole world's against me no they're not the Gillis story. That is not the first time I have heard that story. That's been reported by several people. I believe that story to be 100% true. I also believe that... There okay, was a so, culture of that series was over. Yes, there was. I mean, and then there was the Luongo quote, which will live in infamy too, which was... I'm not here to pump his tires. Yes. Yeah. And I think... I th- I do think the Canucks were convinced they were going to win. And by the way, I don't think that's a crime. If you no. get to a professional sport and you don't think you can win, you're fucking not going to win. So I don't I don't blame them for that. I don't even blame them for saying, "Hey, if we do win the cup, who who's going to get it first and who are we going to pass it to?" Cuz you like do you think this shit happens on the fly? No, they talk about that. Uh Ray Bork actually told me was from the horse's mouth told me that uh, after the Avalanche won game six, uh, Joe Sackick said, so how do you want to do this? Basically. Yeah. To which Ray Bork responded, maybe we should win the thing first, huh, Joe? <laughs> <laughs> but that's the confidence, right? So I don't blame them for that. However, practicing it openly might be conceived as conceded. And if I'm a Bruin, and we know how the Bruins, uh, that era of Bruins were, and it's uh, sad to say that without Chara there, that era's almost over um they got mad and when they got mad and they made it personal they won the canucks weren't in game six they definitely weren't in game seven that was uh that was an interesting one man because td garden they were never gonna win the cup in td garden ever no no um the surprise was them getting blanked at home in a game seven that's that's tough Mm -hmm. it's tough to come back from that um so I don't know if the on ice thing is true. Surely there'd be footage of it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but the Gillis stuff, Canucks management thought they had that ring. Mm. Did they get that ring? Nope. 
They still looking <laughs> for that ring? That's still mean. Still looking for Just that ring. That's it's not mean. mean. I asked the question and Steve answered it. Uh, <laughs> next on the drama report, the Edmonton Oilers, who seem to be either giving up a first round pick for uh, Joel Edmondson or uh, Xavier, Bur- I think is it Burgo? Uh, yeah, I think so. Sorry. Yeah. Um, uh, Eric Engels, Eric Engels did a deep dive on, uh, on, on Joel Edmondson and then Mark Spector retweeted, retweeted it. Mm -hmm. And he said, they're very interested. We know he's interested that they have, they may have to give up a prospect. And it was floated that a first round pick could be the thing that they give up. And remember Joel Edmondson, no disrespect to him, but he was traded for five, two fives, two fifth round picks. So it is a little interesting, and then dovetail that with the fact that Yessi Puliyarvi this week or, or or late last was quoted in a Finnish newspaper with translations done in Canada uh, that he's not been playing great. And Oilers media, who has been on him since the second he got in town, are going, "See, look, we told you." Mm-hmm. Now, Oilers fans couldn't on be, Twitter be happier. Oilers fans on Twitter have been saying, "Well, wait a second, but he was good last year." No, isn't it somewhere in the in between? I on the drama report. I don't know why you can't just see what you're seeing and not what you expect to see. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know? I Listen, uh, with the Marner quote earlier, I'm getting dunked on. Imagine if I was still like, yeah, but he's bad. <laughs> he's not what this team needs. Still he's, now. He's swaggerless. Uh, well, you wait those- to, here's the one you do. You wait till the playoffs. Yeah, wait yeah. till the playoffs. He'll he'll disappear. And I say that to that's what they I would say, say that for the next five months, like every other super interesting person. Yep, with original thoughts. Like no, I I'm going with the evidence of my eyes and ears. Holy shit, he's out of the solar system right now. Um, but Puliyarvi was good, and they said he was bad, and now he's bad, and they're like, see, he's bad, and I think that's bullshit. But again. Oilers have a hole in their lineup right now. They need someone to fill it. He hasn't done a good job. And so it sucks that he's down on himself, but there's an opportunity there. I wonder why Ken Holland just won't just get this guy a new start. If there's a top five of players in the league who needs a new start, Yessi Pugliarvi is chief among them. He's got to be number one or two. I don't think he can. I think Pugliarvi tanked his own trade value with that quote. He's like, maybe I just can't do it at this level. Ooh. Like that's not what he can do it at this level, though we've seen him do it. Yeah, he's he's more expensive uh, than or I don't know if he's more expensive than Kirby Doc, um, but he's older than mm-hmm. Kirby Doc. He has honestly not as much of a track record of success, or mm-hmm. they have similar mm-hmm. track records of futility. Yep, maybe that's why Montreal is a good fit for Pouliard potentially. Because look at how good Doc is doing. I didn't even know they were linked in the in the Edmondson deal. I was just saying that both things are happening at, well, at once. Well, I'm just I'm just trying to connect two and two. Maybe that would make sense. Maybe it would make sense. But 2016 was a while ago now, and that's when this guy was drafted, and he's still young. And I mean, hello, Tage Thompson. Right. You know, five goals in a game. How you do in the first half decade of your career apparently doesn't de- uh, dictate how the rest of it's gonna go. Mm-hmm. Absolutely unbelievable from Tage Thompson. Um, I'm just seeing a team that wants a player and a team that has a player who is, has potential and needs a new start. And I wonder if there's something that can be done there. The Kirby doc. 
No, 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 Pat, no, no, Pouli Pouli no. Pouli no. At, are you trading dog? No, he's for just Pouli comparing Pouli and contrasting. Oh, oh no, no, no. no. I'm saying the Habs. Like, what the fuck are you talking the about? The Habs have had success <laughs> with, with dog as a reclamation, and and so they could potentially have success. Oh, with Pouli okay, Pouli. okay, thank you, man. Thank if you anybody could make you feel good about yourself, it seems like Marty Saint Louis the guy. Probably, and maybe maybe that's what you just need as a coach. That because like imagine, okay, we've all worked jobs where um you know if you're working a high performance job and your bosses do not believe in you even when you're good it feels bad i've been in those jobs before and you know when you're when you know you're good and you go into that job knowing you're good but you know that your manager or your manager's manager does not believe in you and doesn't think you're going to do it when you surprise them with success they're like ah oh. when you maybe falter for a little bit they're like see i fucking told you Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's what's going on in Edmonton. I feel like Jesse Puljujarvi needs a team to go, hey, man, let's, let's get this sorted out. Let's give this one more crack. So, you know, we believe you can do it. He clearly has the skill set. Can he put it together on the ice? And that's not always the case. Yeah. Maybe, you know, it would be really interesting. I've been, I've been wondering this. The Oilers need like a power forward, right? Before Kane comes back, right? Or you, ideally, they need you a Vander Kane and some defense. Yeah. So Kane <laughs> they, will come they back. Need- Team defense, however they get it, whether it's on the actual back end itself or someone up front. They've also figured out their goaltending. Stuart Skinner has been really good yeah. in the last uh, few games. So mm-hmm. my question is, and it, this Edmonton's probably not the team because the contract value is too high, is for me, a guy that also seems to need a different start, but in Montreal, since we bring them up, is Josh Anderson. Yeah, there could be something and there. And he's mean. And if you have Josh Anderson, listen, there's some days, like we've said, Josh Anderson half the time is out of this world. And the other half the time he's invisible. And, yeah. and he has all the tools. There's a guy that has all the tools. It's unfortunate he's making as much as he's making, producing as little as he's producing. But holy shit, around a team with a lot of skill, Josh Anderson, in theory, could be quite valuable because you're not going to fuck with the skill with Josh Anderson walking around ready to torpedo you. Yeah. If I'm Edmonton, there's no way I take on that contract. No, you can't. It's 5.5 it's a trash deal. for five more seasons. Yeah, they can't do it. You can't hamstring, hamstring your team like that. Like, Man, it'll be, it'll be awful. shit deals. It's crazy. <laughs> we didn't knew need to that do one that. was bad right away. And then they oh. made the final, though, in the first year of the yep. year. Yeah. Okay. And, like, he was mystifying on that uh because i got to watch the canadians very closely on that run to the cup final and most games he was borderline invisible Mm -hmm. except he was probably the best player on the ice for either team at least once in every series he played yep yeah it made no sense yep um uh last story on the drama report and this Mm -hmm. is somewhat unconfirmed but i just want to bring this up because uh i've been doing a little research on it um habs on habs reddit the habs have closed their nft nft shop here's the here's the post did anyone here buy montreal Canadiens nfts the team announced they're ending their online platform and all the nfts have to be removed from it or uh, by, by december 16th or w- it will be destroyed the habs announced six thousand packs of nfts over a year ago and they all sold out immediately they wrote that the nfts would have future utility uh, brackets, real world use of owning an NFT like ticket presales or merch, but there has never been any benefits for holders. Big shakeup uh, in a short time frame for them to be ending the NFT program that some people spend a lot of money on. Now, if you're not a fan of NFTs, you, sh- you should be, you're probably saying, ha, ah, fuck those guys. But the reality is, if you promised buying these NFTs would have real, like, 
I understand if you're like, yeah, you bought that stupid monkey and you thought it was going to be worth money. You're basically Jake Paul. Fuck you. That sort of thing. I think that's a little bit cynical. Mm -hmm. But when a professional sports team does promise benefits with it, and I haven't been able to find where they promise those benefits, so I, I can't totally blame the Montreal Canadiens yet. I was doing some sleuthing. I couldn't find it. But I did find their store. You can't buy anything on it. They were, I guess, already sold out. And if there was real world utility supposed to be attached to these, I think that's kind of a shitty move. I agree. Because you're, you're oh, literally, yes. you're, you're pulling a bunch of, you're pulling money out of JPEGs and promising something that never happened. Mm -hmm. That's a problem. Yeah. I don't want to hear a diatribe about how it's not a JPEG. Like, okay, sorry. It's a JPEG that takes up a lot of energy is what I meant to say. Yeah. I, yeah, listen, I could see how someone would be skeptical about NFTs, but what got them across the line was real world application, you know, t ticket pre-sales and, and all that. And that's the sole reason why they bought it. I assume the Habs aren't just going to completely pull the rug out from I, all these people. I certainly hope not. But, but they should probably update quickly because there's it's been nothing, becoming a thing. There's yeah. been nothing about that posted and... I mean, they're going to have to figure something out. And that's why I wanted to bring it up is like, I haven't, I can't find anything. I have found their drop shot. Um, you know, I found the, the press releases on NHL.com, on Sportsnet, on the CTV, uh, on CTV, on uh, Twitter. Um, like, here's, here's the deal. So from the August uh, 21st, 2021, own a piece of digital history with the first edition of Montreal Canadiens NFTs. And if you go to the article, mm -hmm. um, it says that digital packs will fall into two categories, base and rare. They'll be priced at between 25 and 50 bucks Canadian. Unlike other NFTs, payments can be made with standard credit card, no crypto required. Uh, it'll require, it'll take four NFTs. And then of course, um, the total packs issued and the team will be a pilot phase and extremely limited. Um, and then they, they kind of said the, they, they don't really go into anywhere where this will be an approach right. to... This didn't like accompany I, tickets or I, something yeah, like that. Yeah, I can't find anything that says that. Okay. Um, there's some blockchain information and that sort of thing. But really, after that, you know, France Mar uh, Margaret Boulanger, who we talked about last episode, yeah. there's oh. a quote from her saying, you know, it's you can own digital piece of history in a format that recalls traditional card collecting. She says, in, a take, in taking a pack model approach, we're hoping to make NFT ownership viable as uh, to as wide an audience as possible to allow collectors from all ages uh, and means to participate in this. Um, if they're just shutting down the program, that's fine. If like, that you, promise was made, though, I would be bummed. Right, yeah. right. You can't, you can't promise like, hey, this might come with a jersey, and then not deliver on that. Like that's really shitty. But, yeah. Like if they're shutting it down, then like whatever. And like, I want to be clear. I know I'm a Leaf fan, and I've been really hard on the Canadians. You know, I was hard on the Canadians last episode, and this is. You raise your eyebrows at this, but I can't be like, fuck the Canadians because I don't know. Right. We but don't I'm not like trying them. to attack the Canadians. It just happened to come up on Habs Reddit and I thought it'd be mm -hmm. interesting. No, you're defending their fans who bought all this shit and were pro made promises and doesn't mm -hmm. sound like they were necessarily kept. You guys have, you guys sort of dabbled in it, I think, before. Yeah, before. There was, there was a lot of cool stuff being done in the NFT world. And uh, Steve, don't be shy about, uh, we were in the top shot uh, when they were doing the virtual NBA packs. And it yeah, was a I lot of fun. I dropped it like a bad habit, though, because it was. Yeah, you, you, you dropped it. You dropped it when everything started to tank, you know. But it was there was a lot of fun stuff being done. I remember when, um, I think it was Matthews. It might have Matthews or Marner. When they sold their uh, sets of NFTs and they came with the real world stuff. And I think, I think that... 
was it Marner? I can't remember. Yeah, I think that was the really cool stuff being done in the space where you get these virtual, because everything's online, everything's within an app, everything's virtual right now. You get this virtual card, uh, this one of one JPEG of Austin Matthews or Mitch Marner, whoever it was. And that also came with tickets. <laughs> it's not a JPEG, bro. <laughs> that also, that, bro. It, it's a, it's a fucking, it's a JPEG, let's it's be honest. JPEG. But it, it also came with the real world side of it. That right. was the really that was the fun stuff. That was the cool. Uh, Why not parts just have the, the real team. world side of it though? Yeah, and also what, before when you guys were doing this, like I know there's a lot of you know a lot of people saying shit about the about the environment and stuff. Yeah. I don't think anybody knew that. No, nobody knew how much energy this was when when no. that who was the first band to do it? They were uh, they were the Sex is on Fire band. What were they called? What were they called? They released their album in NFT. Sex is on fire. How do you, uh, what? what are you talking Kings about? Kings of Leon released their album. The first time I heard about an NFT, and then Fridge did an article on this, when, when Kings of Leon came out with their album, yes. and it was NFT, and everybody's like, what the fuck is that? And then there was a whole bunch of, here's, a, here's what a non-fungible token is. Yeah. I didn't know shit. About, I didn't know what the environment act of that. I didn't know. So when you're, when you're into it, it's sort of like, oh, this seems like it could be a cool idea. I have to admit, I never bought one because I didn't get it, and I just thought it was stupid. And maybe I still am. No, I, I'll tell you why I got into it. Because uh, I had a friend who got into it. And they're like, yeah, I bought this card for 30 bucks, And now it's worth 300 oh. And I was like, oh, if I get in early enough, I can do it too. And then it went in the opposite direction. Right. And I said, well, fuck me, yeah, right? It was also fun and, opening the packs. Yeah, and yeah. trying like, to get in the line. Yeah. And, yeah. and getting the queues when they'd send you out. Hey, the queue's coming up in, in on Friday at 6. And you got to get yeah. the pack. Because it it's literally just... The trading card, except you just do it from your phone or your laptop at home. Like, that was the fun part. But then I'm like, I'm just getting ripped off. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then, it, and then, like, well, it flooded the market, right? It was right. like a gold rush. And I, then I, it got, it got kind of boring. I always think about it too. Like, <laughs> yeah. like people are like, well, they're terrible for the environment. And that's true. But yeah. do you think that real hockey cards are good for the environment? They're, they're, they cut down trees, they use poisonous ink, uh, all that shit. It's not great. Uh, Everything is going to kill you. Bad. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. What do you Absolutely. like? What do you like? There's a here's, bad aspect. Yeah. Here's a 90 minute video about why it's bad. Anyway, yeah. I hope if that if if the if the impression was left with Canadians fans that brought these bought these NFTs is that there would be some real world uh, exclusives. I hope that the haves make good on that. Mm -hmm. That's all I would say. And I hope that they have an announcement about that before December 16th because that's not fair. I it's agree. not fair, right? No, mm -hmm. I agree. Um. Uh. Listen. We're, we usually do a bit of a shorter show on Friday, right? We've kind of been at this for a while. Do we want to do a bit of a longer press conference? Sure. Let's do it.